0: It's a Sunday, so I am ready to get right to the graps talk because we got to talk about Randy Orton and that end of SmackDown because if I was a player on a football team and that end of that segment was the coach, I'm ready to run through a damn wall. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for whoever in WWE that put that main event segment together with with Randy Orton. I remember about a week or so ago e, where little lady on this podcast was so upset and been out of shape because punk came back at survivor series and one of the first thing she said is he just shit all over randy orton's return i tried to explain to a pretty young lady that don't worry WWE TV will make sure that we understand how important randy orton's return was and i will be damned if smackdown Wasn't all about where he's signing to. Is he going to Raw? Is he going to SmackDown? Both GMs on the show buying for him. Nick Aldis even says, if I got to give up the entire Bloodline to get Randy Orton, so be it. Bloodline has Roman Reigns in it. So any worry about CM Punk taking the spotlight from Randy Orton, hopefully now should cease to that pretty young lady that has just disdain in her heart for... Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk, episode 88 of the TFW podcast. I am Matt. That is Eshan Said, pretty young lady, Rhodesia is also here with us live in the living color. What's up, y'all? Once again,
1: mm-hmm. we have to start the show somehow with Phil Brooks. Want, you exhibit A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Once again, he <laughs> overshadowed Whitney return again. Can we just have, Wait. If, if we would have just had, guess what, Randy, Wednesday Orton.
0: Topic around Randy Orton
1: had a wonderful comeback on SmackDown. Everybody went crazy. He looks great. Got a nice little cream hoodie zip up. Somehow Phil Brooks just slimes his way back into the conversation to start the show off.
0: Wait until Wednesday. The entire show going to be a Phil Brooks dedication
1: i think i'm sick on wednesday
0: we're going to go over our favorite wrestlers that start with the letter c (laughs) we're like it is (laughs) he shot so uh randy orton is on smackdown man what's your uh we talked about it last week we said hey he's got to go to smackdown right like you're just too top heavy on raw if you have punk uh orton cody jay like, we knew he was going to SmackDown. What'd you think of how they pulled it off and just kind of the entire story thread on SmackDown around him?
2: To answer your question, I loved it. But, real quick, before I get into it, though, I'm really excited, Rhodesia, that CM Punk is going to be on SmackDown next week. <laughs> I love that they ended the show. With- <laughs>
1: you, you double down on the, the intro, Phil Brooks. Got it. I,
2: I just you know to what? It, his name's CM Punk, too, by the way.
1: You know what? I'm going I'm to, actually, I'm going to embrace this CM Punk because clearly, it's irritating Clearly. me. Every every episode is irritating me. Out of the eighty nine episodes we've done, probably forty two of them is about him. Somehow we started with it and we end with him. So you know what? I'm gonna embrace it. You know what? I'm about, be, I'm about you to be I'm about to be the biggest CM Punk fan, Mark. Y'all gonna be disgusted. I'm gonna be such a big fan, y'all gonna start hating on him. Starting at this that's moment.
0: Asked, that's all we've ever asked of you. It's to I be don't
1: think
2: like us. that. But you know, going back to uh, Randy Orton though, guys, I this for me as a for my personal fandom, this might be his most important run for me. Mm-hmm. Because I've always I've always liked Randy Orton. Um, you know, like I love his his heel runs, the Viper, uh, the legend killer. Um, but he for me was never on a level of like a, a John Cena, like those super main event like level guys. And he might get there with this run, because I'm really he looks like a star. I mean he's always looked like a star, but he's coming out like one of those all time greats now, like right, he has like that aura about him, like that he's just on another level right now, yeah. which, which is great because he deserves that. His scale level, all the actual wrestlers talk about how he's one of the best workers ever. Now I don't know what makes a a worker you no know, great. I know mm-hmm. what I watch if I enjoy seeing someone wrestle or not. I've always enjoyed him in the ring, but I think he's on another level with this uh, round, guys. What you think? Matt, you had
1: mentioned a few weeks ago, kind of like our fandom of wrestling, like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, something along the lines of that kind of a question. And I would say that I've grown because, of course, Randy Orton is gorgeous. So when he first debuted, he was just a beautiful face. Along the line, I stopped liking him. Part of it because I, I guess I was a mark. So when he was a bad guy, I disliked him. But also I felt like he was just very slow in the ring and very methodical in the type of wrestling that I don't like. However, as my fandom is growing, I'm learning to appreciate how important it is to tell a story in the ring, how important it is that you don't have to super doing all those flips and grips and flying through the air. If that's not your style, um, you could tell a story a little bit slower, kind of like a Randy Orton methodical match. I appreciate him a lot more now. Because I, I kind of get it. I understand it. And maybe that's just my fandom with him just from since I've watched him when he first debuted, that now I finally can appreciate Orton for what he is. So when you say e, that this might be his most important run, for me, it absolutely is. Because now I'm able to see him for what he really is as a wrestler, the psychology he has in the ring, in a just a different light. So I absolutely think that this is going to be, for me, his legacy, no pun intended with him being a legacy killer. But. I think this is going to be the most important for Randy Orton to me and my fandom. And I'm here for let's it.
0: Let's not let's not forget too, though. Let's not have a revisionist history. Orton was going through the motion for a couple of years.
1: And that could WWE. have been it too. That could have been why and I felt it, that way about yeah. it too.
0: And we know that. And even other wrestlers have kind of said like, Hey, if Orton is not into the program that he's in, because <laughs> he's he so out, good to huh? go out there. Yeah. Like he's not going to have a stinker of a match ever because he's Orton, but he ain't into it. And we've saw that for a long time you know now it's that he's back and then really the thing that he did with uh matt riddle as much as we we got our feelings on riddle himself like that kind of gave him that passion back and you could see him having fun again and uh, randy orton is having fun is the best randy orton that you see on friday just him taking in the the crowd that crowd in brooklyn was there for him so shout out to them another hot crowd for wwe and they could've, he could have let that go for minutes and minutes and minutes. But, of course, they had to cut him off. And that's the main event segment. We got to get in and out. But, um, yeah, you know, I started on the show. I loved how that all played out. I loved how they made it important, both GMs being there. And basically, both GMs telling you, hey, you sign with me. This is what I can get you. Pierce is like, look, man, you can sign with me. I'm giving you a title shot. Like, you up next after Jay.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: Otis is like, look, I can get you what you've been waiting for. So then to get, you know, uh, Jimmy involved, to get Heyman involved, it was just that, that is how you do business and wrestling is like anything else in life. You know, ice cream, uh, movies, everybody's got their favorite. Yes. Women, everybody (laughs) has their favorite types. You know, and you can't tell somebody else that, Hey, this is your, your type is wrong. But that last segment on SmackDown is what I enjoy most about this performance aren't as wrestling. It had everything that I wanted all bought up into one. So shout out, shout out to them. Um, our guy Eternal on X, shout out to Eternal. Uh, he sent us a, a question last night. I thought this was a really good one. He said, I uh, got a question about Randy Orton going to SmackDown. I refuse to believe Randy is going to lose against Roman and not get a rematch. Do you think WWE is putting themselves into a corner? I think that's a fantastic question let's talk through that a little bit um Marisa, let me start with you we know orton's not beating let's take the assumption this is happening at the rumble okay this match randy orton roman reigns we know randy's not beating roman at royal rumble one do you think he gets a timely rematch And then you can tell us, if not, why? If you do think so, why? And then is WWE putting themselves in the corner by doing that match, knowing that Orton is not going to win it?
1: It's definitely the latter. Now it's going to take those people in that room and creative as far as their storylines on how you're going to make sure that you protect Orton. Orton doesn't need protection, but Orton's not going to win at Rumble, assuming this is going to happen at Rumble for the championship. He's not because the story is Cody and Roman. So- Randy's not gonna win. Now, how we play this, I don't know. And I would think that if I was booking, Orton will go through the bloodline to the point where at Rumble, there's really nobody left. Like everybody is so damaged and hurt that it is just Roman and Randy. They're absolutely putting what is it? You said shooting himself in the foot or putting their foot in their mouth or whatever. I don't know how we're gonna go on the other side of that. Orton is bulletproof so i know that it doesn't really matter if he wins or lose but
2: ugh. you know i really do en- enjoy internal's questions because you know as a fellow e he's very insightful this and guy. i appreciate you my brother
0: it's a yin and yang right you're not really too insightful he's very insightful he's very so, like insightful. it kind of kind of works out got
2: it no no that's that's, that's cap
0: but <laughs> it, it's, it's great
2: because we got two e's and we talk about who's not insightful we're going to go all the way back to WrestleMania <clears> 39. How these two are throwing up to one. So excited that Roman Reigns won. And here we are. The tables Arguably have turned. Probably the
0: best finish in the history of WrestleMania.
2: The best finish in WrestleMania has weakened the greatest storyline of all time to the point where it is right now with a bloodline or a bunch of jobbers. The tables have turned. There's some that. jobbers. You think Solo's a jobber? Solo came in there and got his ass whooped. Ah, Jimmy got his ass. Jimmy's ass whooped was so bad that he laid him on the mat for a whole hour after the show. They no, were sweeping still there. around that man. He's still there. He's still there. He's still there. He's still there. Roman, like Cody, whooped on Roman's ass. He went part-time. That man defended his title one and a half times since Mania. And now, here we got Randy, by God Orton, here to refresh the bloodline. He's going to sweeten that, that feud up a little bit. The, wow. Like, see, really, it's, it's like Punk told Triple H back in the day. like He don't need to wrestle um, Triple H. Randy Orton don't need to wrestle Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns needs to wrestle Randy. He need Randy Orton to get hot again. Because the bloodline are a crew of jobbers. That story is sucky. And Randy Orton is here to save us and that feud and get him right. For me and Cody, so we could finally finish this story. So everything will be fine in the end.
1: It, that if I if question. I had
0: like a if I had a lot of time on this episode, I would like just punch holes all through everything you kinda just said, and I would tell people to go back and listen to previous episodes where you talked about how great the bloodline story was, but now all of a sudden cause you're insightful e-sifle that ah, that's not the case right like that. so i'm gonna just move on because you didn't even answer the question but that's fine it's absolutely <laughs> fine it's fine it's fine it's, oh, it's more than fine it's fine um do i think they have put themselves in a the corner i don't because i think what you can do now we got like eight weeks or whatever it is until rumble so radicia to your point one-on-one booking would tell you roman throws jimmy at randy beats mm-hmm. randy or he you know, he beats Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He throws solo at him, mm-hmm. he beats solo. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is what's gonna happen. I I haven't really given much thought, but if just real quick pop in my head to this question, what I would think is maybe the end goal is like solo versus Orton at Mania. Maybe that's the end goal for Randy. I don't know how you don't do solo and Randy leading up to the Rumble, but if you can do Roman and Randy at the Rumble interference of course with the bloodline that's the last time where we're just like okay we're completely over cody you have to take this belt off of roman come april and we get that and now the entire fan base is elated about it but if you can spin that to now even deeper than me wanting the championship or me wanting to beat roman i gotta get solo this then would kind of make sense of why they've been protecting solo so much over the last year is to put him in a damn near semi main event match with randy at, at at mania you still got elimination chamber you know so that's kind of playing itself in it too but kind of just looking at it that's what i would think maybe the business is with randy because we know it's going to be jimmy and jay at mania somehow some way we still got to figure out how to get there so no i don't think they're paying themselves in the corner i do think they're paying themselves in the corner though if they would have gone with la Knight again like there was some talk online like maybe la Knight gets another shot at the Rumble, and I'm like absolutely not. We know he's not winning. You, he can't take another major loss like that. Like you mean no like point. against um, Roman? Against Roman, yeah, against oh, Roman. Wow. Okay. Um, there's still some talk about AJ being there. I'm, I'm cold on AJ. Like I don't, I, I'm good. I, I, I don't need to see him and, and Roman because once again, we know there's no shot of Roman losing at the Rumble. So at least give me Randy where I know. Okay, there can be a, a great match that can happen. And then there's going to be a story behind it where that's going to take us to Mania season. I don't care about AJ and anything Bloodline related. I just don't. And I could be in a minority. I don't, though. But that that's a fantastic question. Um, Eternal, give us your thoughts on that one, too. And then, of course, anybody listening, just hit us up on X at That's F&W. And if you got questions for the show, put it there. And also, if you got any comments on what we talked about, put it there, too. And we'll talk about it, of course, on our next couple of shows. Uh, so we got Randy back. Uh, I do want to ask you guys, and we just got it's a punk question.
2: News no, came out on no,
0: it's not. Thursday, really? I think. Okay. Punk versus Austin is being discussed at WrestleMania. Oh my God. If you guys somehow just started watching wrestling, Google YouTube uh, WWE 2K Austin and Punk, and you will find. 22 minutes, I think it's 22 minutes, and JR moderates. It's only for the video game, but you will see what lightning in a bottle and kinetic energy is in a room where it doesn't need to be because they're not promoting a match. Um, I am here for it, but I wanted to ask you guys, would you rather have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk at Mania, or would you rather them Hold off on Seth Rollins and Punk, so not do it at the Rumble, and then do Seth Rollins and CM Punk at WrestleMania. Which which match would you be more intrigued with?
1: So our options are at Rumble, Seth at and Mania. Punk?
0: At Mania, either you get Seth and Punk because, yeah, that, there you go, or Seth you get Punk? Austin and Punk because we got Seth and Punk at the Rumble.
1: I take the latter. I I like um Punk and Austin at Mania. I think that'll be something that is a big draw, and you do that big draw at the grandest stage of them all at Mania. I I'd be there for it for that.
2: On paper, I like it, but right now, Punk's a face, right? Mm-hmm. Austin is, is a mm-hmm. well. We'll see. You know, yeah. like, based on the story, right? If he turns, which would be very interesting them, for them to return. I mean, turn a returning CM Punk after being away for 10 years within what, like a month or two, you turn him heel. Very, very interesting. Um, he certainly can do it. Like, cause like I said, his promo seemed weird to me, but I'm sure it was genuine. But if they don't turn him, I don't like that match with uh, Austin.
0: Like, so, no face first face for you?
2: Not face first face. Okay. Cause the reason why it was a match I wanted to see. Damn it! Well, how long was that? Like 15 years ago, especially when Punk was a hot heel, you know. Really, you know, going through it with that straight edge gimmick, it made a lot of sense for him to stand uh, against a a Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Mm -hmm. Stone Cold, you know, throw some beer in his face or something like that. It'd been very interesting, especially Punk was like so hot and venomous on the microphone at the time too, right? So I thought, like, from a mic perspective. In an in working perspective, it'd have been a great matchup. But right now, in this point of time, when you got both these guys are older, Punk's currently a face. Austin definitely would be a face. I'm not sure it would pack the same umph unless they hot shot Punk to a heel between now and then, and so we can get that heel versus a uh, Punk dynamic, um, heel versus face dynamic.
0: That's a good. That's a good bring up. I think you can get away with you can get away with you could, you could find a way if you did Seth and Punk at the Rumble to have a shade of gray in there where Punk gets booed more than cheered coming out of the Rumble against Seth and then that can lead to an Austin. I guess from a business perspective would that make sense turn people against punk when we just saw these huge astronomical social media numbers that he posted i love you i'm here for you unless that's all unless that's all cap right unless he flips it it Mm -hmm. could be Unless he flips it so right it could be like what if he turned into like the corporate cm punk and austin comes back just to be like dude you're supposed to be this hellraiser this trailblazer the voice of the voiceless like you know what I mean? I think there, there's a cool story you could tell too, there. But there's there's a there's a lot there's a lot of different options. I just I wanted to ask you guys that. But for you know me, what? Like anyway, it can I can definitely work. Al- it, anyway, I can get Punk in Austin. Give me Punk in Austin.
2: It it can definitely work. But I feel like if they're gonna turn heel Punk and give him a character shift, let mm-hmm. him build that character, and get that character hot and ready for a matchup with Stone Cold. I like I don't kind of want to see them hot shot like an Angle
0: do you think it's hot shot no, though you got good. five months it's
2: a long time but well you got to go from where he is now to where he needs to be for for, for mania true that Like right true you're going that. from one character to another and that's not a lot of time in grand scheme like a they roman reigns that, um... is is to so if he had if roman reigns stone cold like roman reigns has been who he is for a long time so that's that's ready that's a ready match i would rather see that at Mania, but I still want to get my, my story pitched too, so I don't you, know.
0: gotta, you gotta get Cody in there first. You, you gotta get Cody in there first, because I think if you do Punk and Roman, that is your easiest and best opportunity to turn Roman face. When that happens.
1: So if you're saying that, then that will clearly mean that Punk would be a bad guy then at Mania, so then there's no difference in being a bad guy by the time he hits Austin.
0: No, if I mean, because that, that Roman name. match not happen may not happen for two years. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, you, you still tell the entire bloodline story that you need to tell him losing the belts and then Solo leaving them, Jim. You know, you still got to tell that entire thing. Um, and then I think there is a, a way that you can have him and Punk, and then actually Roman become the sympathetic figure. And that we're starting to see that with Bailey too. So uh, before yeah. we move on, E, you sent us a you sent us a, the Ric Flair tweet. In our group chat, I want you to talk about that. But before we get to that, uh, we saw a little bit of some sympathy coming for Bailey with damage control on SmackDown. And you have been harping for the last few weeks, just that you know, she's not a sympathetic character. How can we get her to be a babyface if she's not that? And we're starting to see a little bit of that. What what did you think when you when you saw that backstage segment?
2: I said, here we go, now we cooking. Now we cooking, right? You know, EO's being mean to her. You stay back here.
0: And she said that so clear. <laughs> she said that so clear.
2: She sure did. And I loved it. I thought it was great, actually. I, I I loved that. And Bailey looked like, you know, like a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Then she came out there and she tried to help. And she did help. And Kyrie still got her as well. Yeah. <laughs> but you could tell that probably next week, they're going to blame it on her in some type yep. of way. So- they they cooking. Here we go. Yeah,
1: I'm happy about it too. And but Bailey's just good. So when she when you see her that was it after the pay per view when they say maybe you can find my friends. It was just on exclusive WWE exclusive. That was like the first part of where I'm like, oh man, I do feel kind of bad for Bailey. And she just made it so believable. Right in gorilla when they was like, no, you stay here, and she was like, okay. Like I am like Bailey like was that one week one and a half times of me seeing her i'm already feeling sad for for bailey and i love oscar i love EO. so like to me i feel like i'm a damage control girl but i am feeling for bailey like come on bailey don't don't do her like that
0: we talked about uh last pod about like AEW. hey make us feel Mm
2: -hmm. and they're doing
0: some some things you know like with swerve that's making us feel but like that segment made us feel Mm -hmm. for me it did anyway i was like okay we got something here and i don't want to I hate running through topics that I know we could spend 15, 20 minutes on. And if we go on off on a tangent on this, this is fine. And then we'll just cut some, you know, off this show and put it on Wednesday. But it, it really is lining up for Sasha Banks to return to WWE
2: <laughs> with this story.
0: Because I'm sitting there watching SmackDown and I'm just, I'm doing the math. Like Dakota should be back in January. That's true. You know, a few short weeks. They kick Bailey out of damage control at least four women in damage control Becky and Charlotte are getting back cool
1: mm-hmm.
0: they get Bailey that's three
2: mm-hmm. who's
0: the fourth person Sasha number Banks.
2: 30 in Royal Rumble
0: you know what I'm saying so I, I, I'm sticking by what I said I hope Tony had already put pen to paper last year and we thought she was going to you know, show up at that January LA show as Soraya's partner or, you know, guest in the crowd. That didn't happen. She showed up at All In in London. They kept showing her in the crowd. Word was if she was not injured, she would have been on the card. Um, We didn't see her at the pay-per-view in November. She wasn't the big signing. Osprey was. So for AEW's sake, I hope she is signed. But for, of course, WWE's sake and even where wrestling is right now i would be lying if i didn't say if i had my pick i would rather her be in wwe now the the landscape is just set up much more AEW needs her more sure but for hey i know they're going to do her 100 right and present her the way she should i'd be i'd be a fool if i said yeah let's still have her go to aw No, know it would be wwe
2: two two things real quick like, number one, Dakota, that was, like, the best on the mic I've, I've heard her in her and entire She looks super
0: comfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: That was the yep. best I've heard her, because she always seems someone unsure of herself. I don't know if she is or isn't, but she just doesn't seem, she's never really seemed good on the mic to me. Um, But she seemed very natural. Uh, okay, she could be a nice mouthpiece for this group, because she did, she handled herself really well. But if you're Mercedes and you're looking at that AEW women's roster and how it's structured and you look at the WWE women's roster and where it's going, it's no mistake that WWE's women's division is in a better space than AEW's, correct? Absolutely. I know I'm the resident hater of AEW, but seriously. Absolutely.
1: But it be, it goes back, though, to a number of things. The first thing is, is she contractually obligated to AEW and JPW? That's the first thing. But the second thing is what does she want out of her career? So for me as a fan, I absolutely want her to be the fourth worst woman and go over to WWE. But she may not want that. She may want, hey, let me be, let me be the leader. Let me be the person who charged this AW Women's Division to, to the mountaintop.
0: Look at Trandy, Naomi. Yeah. Right? I'm sure that's one of the big reasons why she went to Impact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she there was no hard feelings where she could not come back to WWE. But it was, hey, for right now, Impact is best for me, for what I want to do, what I can do. And I think it could be the same thing for Mercedes, too. I'm, I'm strictly only talking from a fan perspective, but right. it's not even close in regards yeah. to the the roster. And then you look at, you know, there's rumors about some other talent coming in um, to WWE in 2024. And then still, let's not forget about these contracts. I keep bringing it up every couple of weeks. Is that it's going to be that big in 2024 with Contracts being up and seeing people shift. I think alone, you could sell Sasha on her and Jade. Yeah. I think I think that's one of those mm-hmm. alone. We can tell this story, and that is a future WrestleMania main event anywhere in the world. And that could be a night two. WrestleMania main
1: event. Well, hell, we hey. were saying that back in AEW. If Mercedes was going to go to AEW, we could see her going against Jay. Mm-hmm. I know at first we were like, not for maybe the TBS championship, because we thought that would be a little beneath Mercedes, but we we mentioned that. that. Hey, we could see them two going against each other.
2: I know we're not familiar with her yet, but I think if the rumors about Julia coming into the company, I think that'd yeah. be very interesting for her wow. too. I, I do, when I look at the AEW locker room, like, I actually really enjoy Tony Storm. Like she's like a treat for me. Yep. And I like Julia Hart as champion. Mm-hmm. But when I look at those, her potential matches, okay, we got Tony Storm. We got Mercedes versus Julia Hart. Mercedes versus Sky Blue. Mariah May. Mariah May. Statlander. Statlander. Or Julia, Kyrie Singh, EO, Jade. Rhea Ripley, not saying that the A, like the I definitely think there's a lot of potential in the AEW women's roster yep. if it was booked better and properly. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just it's just a no-brainer to me.
0: You get, you just gave me a great segue. So let's talk about the Flair promo and then the follow-up tweet after we talk about Britt Baker because you you brought up the AEW's women's division. I forgot I didn't mention Britt Baker. Yep. Um, Britt had a tweet on Wednesday right after (laughs) Dynamite I think it was like 9.59 so it may have been why Dynamite was still on I'm sure everybody's seen it but just in case you have not tonight's AEW Dynamite MJF live promo time 7 minutes Christian Cage live promo time 10 minutes all of 2023 AEW Dynamite Britt Baker live promo time 0 minutes I didn't realize she hadn't cut a live promo. Um, I don't even know if the tweet, the information in the tweet even matters in the context of maybe what the discussion should be. Allegedly, this is not a work. When I first saw it, the first thing I thought about was, oh, all right. This is a work and this is something devil-related. Because... Um after she tweeted that there was a tweet about MJF like not restoring the filling or something. If you guys remember before Dynamite, he you know made a tweet about how he's hurting, but uh it's time to go to work, and then the last line was like time to restore the filling. And Sammy liked the tweet. I think Jack Perry liked the tweet about oh, Sammy him not okay. restoring the filling. And I'm not sure if Britt liked it, but she may have. That makes me think, like, okay, that looks like a work, but allegedly, from semi-reliable sources, this is not a work. That tweet is is evidently how she feels. She hadn't taken it down; it's still there. Um, and she she went on the next day and tweeted about all in ticket sales going, you know, which hey, shout out to AEW, uh, like thirty four thousand, yeah, seats sold week one for. All in again. I I had my my thoughts about them going back to Wembley each and every year in terms of trying to get that return business, but thirty four thousand with you know eight months to go or whatever it is. Looks like they're they're doing some pretty damn good business. So shout out to them for that. But to that tweet, one, do you think any chance it's a it's a work? And if you don't think it's a work, what's your thoughts about her airing her grievances like that while the television show was still on?
2: I think Everything's working, wrestling to be honest with you. Well, at least he's trying to turn it into one. Um, I'm still kind of holding out hope that maybe she was that she was the devil. But we, I think we talked about it maybe a long time ago. But they really put Brett in the back seat during the Jamie hater rise, mm-hmm. and maybe they were setting up for a eventual Brett uh, Brits, not Brett. I'm thinking more Bret Hart Brits.
0: But the best there uh, is best there turn, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Maybe that was a, that was on the, on the docket at some point. It, we're gonna get you know her taking the back seat and then her stabbing her in the back, you know, while she was in that back seat with Jamie. Maybe that's where they were going. Um, but they, she's definitely went from being a main focal point in that division, and they were the, that division was I thought was kind of successful with her being a focal point in the division to her being non-existent to her being off TV for some time. I don't know if she's injured. Um, or they decided to keep her off TV. Um, but with the division, when I look at it, I feel like they solely needed her and her character because she's one of the few women on the roster actually knows her character, can demand a microphone. I think her her here in ring is fine, but I think from a character and mic standpoint, they definitely could have used her. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't. I think maybe at some point it was, you know, maybe a shoot hopefully turn it into a work and we can do some good business. It's a shooting work.
1: It's both. Okay. 100% both. There's, it's a fact that she made that she hasn't had any live on air time in 2023. So we know that that's shoot. We know that's real. And it's probably a work too, because it's also her trying to get attention. And who knows if this is about to play into the storyline, the devil or something like that. Absolutely, it should work. The bigger question of all of this is truly, why hasn't she had a live mic time on AEW television? That to me is completely, and I, I never like to go against AEW. That makes absolutely no sense to me at all. You probably have your best woman on the mic. Again, mine is but she's a character. You have probably the, the best person on your mic there as a woman, and she's not on the mic. For for what reason?
0: Hey, you know and what though,
2: even, real real quick, Matt, you said something, shit, and like I don't really like talking about AEW. I actually do like it. I actually prefer it. But you said it makes no sense. Prefer
0: it over what? Did I say over it? ROH. You said yeah, I you said I actually prefer it.
2: Oh, well, I I like it. Okay, and I prefer it over anything. Okay. Else. Look at y'all! I was trying to turn some shit. Um, no, you said I just no, want no. to make sure I want to
0: be clear because I don't I don't need the listeners and the fans of the pod to say, "Hey, Eshawn I, I, prefers AEW over no. WWE." And then I, you know I think our mean? real
2: fans, like internal, they know exactly. I think it's just my co-hosts are always confused by things. No, no um, I was
0: always told, "Say what you mean, mean what you say." I've uh, I always, I always, always heard,
1: heard that one.
2: Um, I always heard yeah, that. but it, it's clear what, what I mean, and it's clear what I said. Um, but I but uh a lot of things don't make sense that's the problem so many of their booking and creative stuff it just doesn't make sense why we don't see people on an existing basis like right they have all these guys and gals at their disposal and they're not. It doesn't sound like they're ever using them properly, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like Monty and the Pistons, man. You got Jay, Jay, and Ivy. You got all this talent. You ain't using it properly. You came to a young team. Sorry, guys, on the tangent. You went to a young team, and you ain't trying to play these guys. What
0: you come there for, man? That's what you what there for. But anyway, back to the AEW. I, I don't know. I don't know if we. I don't know if we win twelve games this year.
2: It's gonna be rough. I think it might be the worst season we ever have. It don't sound like it's getting better. Mm. It don't sound like it's getting better with that roster. Um, I I, feel, I thought. You know what? One day we should just do a that's basketball podcast. But that's not today. But let's go back to AW. That's part of my frustration with the companies. They have all these tools at their disposal. They just don't use properly, and you never know why. And then we, as a fan, me as a fan, just talk about me as a fan. I'm supposed to get excited about a Mercedes coming back. They're not using the people they got properly. Like, we don't know why people aren't getting pushed or why people don't get mic time and where they were. All right, I get there was a storyline for Jamie and maybe at some point, maybe. I We don't know. There's speculation. I'm just making some stuff up. But you got this girl sitting at home who can move numbers and who can talk, who look good, and you ain't using her? Like, why? Oh, so, so let she me... can come
0: on and cut this promo right now? Like, I don't get it. So let me play devil's advocate because both of you and you neither one of you said anything wrong. But let me just play devil's advocate because this is what we can do. She's she has a back injury, so I think that's why she's been off TV. Oh, that's does just she? a okay. that, well, that's just a fact, right? Whatever on that. No, but I don't. I didn't about, know that. I didn't know I didn't that either. But if we think about that that statement statement is I have not had any live promo time on Dynamite all year. I can argue. Well, none of your stories dictated you needing a live in ring promo this year in 2023. That's a separate conversation of what you just said, E. Once again, you are correct on utilizing talent the best way, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm only going off the facts. If we look at the stories that she's been in in 2023, where she was the sidekick behind Jamie when Jamie was going on her title run. She's been on Collision, if I'm not mistaken. She's absolutely had promo time on Dynamite. They've been backstage promos. She hasn't, has she been in a, feud or story where you say hey go out and cut a in ring promo for 10 minutes I don't think so and then I also don't think it makes sense either just to throw her out there oh just because you can talk let's put you out there and let's talk they did that with Bray Wyatt back in the day if you remember and he would go out there and he would cut like 15 minute promos and it was like okay the promo was great but like you you ain't even talking about nothing really so I, I don't want them doing that no she absolutely one of your best talkers and the entire company should have zero live in-ring promo time on your number one show. No. But then, just like I said, the Play Devil's Advocate, I would just say, but well, maybe you haven't had any stories to dictate. Now, we can then we can unwrap that and just say before her back, her back's been hurting for a while, but before she's been off TV, why is she not in that situation? And I can say, absolutely, you're right. Because, like, Thunder Rosa. I think Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa's been cleared
1: for, for a months, couple right? months
0: now. Yep. And what are we waiting for to use her? But then, as Rhodesia says, about talking out of both sides of your mouth, I'm the same person that says, let's not just do matches for matches. Right? So then maybe, maybe she's the devil. Maybe Thunder Rose Thunders is the devil. Thunder's so... um, But, <laughs> not, you know, so like...
1: figurative devil. We talk about the literal yeah, let's devil. let's not use here. her
0: just for random dynamites or, or collisions. Let's have her in a story. But I just thought that was, it was interesting. When I first saw it, my initial thought was it was a work. Easily thought that. And then, you know, news coming out like on Thursday that it's not. And then seeing the likes and I was like, wow. Okay. Got
1: got a good question. Quick question. I think this came up. Maybe E brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Um, And I just thought about it since the four years AW has been around. They've always kind of been bitten by the injury bug. Do you think they have inadequate trainers, nutritionists, their physical therapy, that those people who work on the body, there versus like a WWE. I knock on wood. Yeah, you'll hear WWE, someone to go out, one or two people. And of course, they have much more staff than AEW does, I believe. I mean, who knows right now with the layoffs. But I just feel like AEW is always battling injuries. Like a lot of people are always injured there, it feels like, more so than in WWE. It could also be the booking and how you can um like, like, camouflage certain things. But do you see that, or do you feel that way too? Either one of you.
2: Well, one thing that's different about WWE and AEW is that a lot of those wrestlers they work shots outside the company, where they're that's they're fair. not protected under that umbrella, mm-hmm. like right. And, and then in addition to that, yeah. if you look at the match types that these guys are in, like you know this, uh, you know, and I I had text uh, Matt right. Uh, I'm a big top flight fan. Decided to see them back together. They did not have to show me Dante's oh injury.
0: Man, I did yeah. not. Ooh. I did,
2: like. I'm not sure why they decided Ooh. to show me that injury. And Matt replayed like, right it. on on Twitter. They, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, like they they, they could you just. It,
0: everybody got to see it.
2: They they could have just like, hey, came back from a gruesome. That would been enough. <laughs> that been enough for me. I was happy to see him back. But if you look at that injury. Like in that spot, I mean, of course, wrestling is dangerous, but that's a dangerous
1: move, yeah, high mm-hmm. risk
2: spot that they're taking. And they do a lot of it on their television, right? So they're doing that on their television. They're probably doing it at other venues as well. So I just think probably just their style of work is probably leading to more injuries than we would see at a WWF or a WWE. I'll,
0: I also think, too, some of it's just bad luck. Yeah. Think about Adam Cole. Right. If this ankle is legit broken, that has nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, for with sure. It. For he just you jumped know what down, right. Yeah, cause we about... we saw it, we saw it happen real time, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. just like mm-hmm. a that kind of is what it is, right? Like nothing Britt has done for her back. That's just from her bumping. You know, uh MJF getting his hip pop back in place. Yeah, he could not have done the elbow drop to the outside, but mm-hmm. we've seen similar moves like that done in WWE. The top rope move he took from Jay White where he, you know, hurt his shoulder. That's a normal type thing. So I think a lot of it is bad luck. I think just the difference is um, from a talent standpoint, is WWE can maneuver around their injuries better than AEW can. That's what it is. It's just really bad timing for the people that get injured. Like if you think about like uh, Jamie Phoenix, Phoenix when he went out,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they held like all the storylines until he came back. Yep. Yeah.
1: That
0: wouldn't happen in, in mm-hmm. WWE. They'll they'll pivot and they, they maybe they'll go back to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would never go back to it. But that's one of the things I like, I do like about Tony Khan and AEW's booking is like if he feels a certain type of way about a booking, through hell or high water, we get getting there. Now <laughs> the six months or the it. five months or the four months I may suffer until that person that comes back, <laughs> but we're gonna get
2: there. I, ha- I hate it.
0: So like pivot, that's, young
2: man pivot
0: yeah that, that that's that's something that they got to do a better job at uh E, you want to go with the flair piece now or do you want to talk about well, yeah,
2: let's let's talk about flair okay because there's a lot of uh negative backlash about Ric flair joining AEW, right and a lot of it stems from the um playing right from hill and this question before i get into it um I'm pretty sure, Matt, you have heard the stories back in the day prior to seeing it on Dark Side of the Ring, right? Yes. Right. What about you, Rhodesia? Have you, have you heard the stories? The
1: stories of the plane ride from hell? Yeah. I don't know where I heard it from, but I've heard it before. You've heard the
2: stories, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's heard of these stories about Ric Flair, and I've heard stories forever about him being on these planes naked. But what we didn't have was the context. Like, right, like I didn't know right. he was making these roles and his women involved in these things. Right. And so now we get to see it in real time. It makes it seem horrible bad. Right. So fast forward, A.W., uh, Ric Flair's back. He cut some promo on Rampage. Now, I didn't watch R- Rampage, you know, if they actually cut this promo. They cut it. Did they cut it? I didn't okay. watch it
0: either, but I saw part of the promo and then it was confirmed that they cut the line out.
2: Yeah, which you should, as you should, right? Especially if you're okay. So do you have a line backlash. in front of you?
0: I don't have the the, the line, but I remember right, the so line was something. It was an older line. Do you have it? No, but I'll pull it up because I, I, we need the context of what that line is.
2: Well, let me just uh, go ahead and read uh, what Ric Flair said about the pushback that he got from the promo, um, and he was very upset, and so he chose to capitalize every word from this paragraph. Um, to let him know. So I, o- guess only, I guess only, he's, I guess shouting. Only the
0: first, only the just first the letter though, in every word. He didn't even, it'd be different because if just hit the all caps button and did it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Because each word is a capitalization. So he's like,
2: I am so tired of hearing all this negativity. And then I don't need to work and I don't need the money. I can't simply enjoy being by my dear friend at Sting's side for the next few months without so much hatred i know i'm old Jeez. but that doesn't mean i can't enjoy life and he said he goes on to say that uh if he's an embarrassment to aw tony Khan, he'll go home so so is he is he, is he okay you got the, got
0: the line yes one fantastic incredible but wait, before you read that tweet. Incredible job. Because I'm people.
1: trying to get a little bit, because I haven't seen this. So you're saying he did a capital letter on each word?
2: And it, yeah, so, the, so he, so took, his his word, yeah, yeah, he took his time. Not the entire word. He took his time. Like he's typing,
0: like each word <laughs> yes. was a sentence.
1: <laughs> Got it, okay. But, but, Go but, but there's no period.
0: It's just. <laughs> so what the line was, <laughs> this was the we cut on Rampage. The line was 18 to 28. No, no boyfriends, no husbands. To meet me at my hotel room. That was
1: <laughs> one more time. One more time. One more time. One more time.
0: 18 to 28. No boyfriends. No husbands. To meet me at my hotel room.
1: And when did he say this?
0: This was he during on a rampage page. During, during an interview with Tony Schiavone.
1: Oh, so he said that like as he's 73 years old, 74 years old. Now. Oh yeah, no, he just
0: he just <laughs> yeah. said it on Wednesday.
1: So did you ask a question or are you just waiting for my response to that? Yeah, I want your response.
0: <laughs> I, I want to know from a woman, how do you feel about that comment? So now, so now, so you heard that, then you, so there was backlash, significant backlash online before it aired. Just that I can't believe you said that. Are you kidding me? This guy is still sexually assaulting or, you know, has a perception of that from playing ride to hell. Cause remember he got naked and was showing his stuff to the female stewardess. And then that's where that all the stuff semi capital letter tweet came from. After that, now to give some more context, the majority of the workers that talked and spoke out on that tweet were pro Ric Flair. Uh, Miro was like, "Ignore it." Uh, Jericho is like, "Your nate, uh, fuck it, like you can do what you want or you can say what you want." So then, that's where a little bit of that, like, if I need to walk away from the promotion, if I'm an embarrassment, then so be it. In more context, he's he's more context
2: for before you go. He set that line for years, thirty years ago. That was like part of his stick.
1: And what he said, I have no problem with it. If if I'm just taking that line, eighteen to twenty eight, no husbands, no boyfriends, meet me in the hotel room, bedroom, or whatever. He didn't say, hey. I'm going to drug you. I'm going to rape you. I'm going to hurt you. He's pretty much saying, hey, come meet me. So that means that that woman between 18 to 28 needs to come to his room on their own volition. I don't have a problem with that line alone. But if you're saying he has had a history of maybe being um, aggressive toward women, and maybe not aggressive may not be the right word, but if he's had this history, then maybe he shouldn't have said that. And maybe he could be kind of looked and frowned upon today. If he, if this has been his track record, and he we said that this is not going to go anymore. That was okay. It wasn't okay, but it was accepted thirty years ago. You can't do that now, and he's still doing it now. That is a problem. But just the line itself, I think the line itself is harmless. I mean, because if I was an old lady, I would probably say that too. Hey, any young man between the age of eighteen thirty five come to my hotel room. I know I'm gonna. Well, I can't do nothing with them.
0: But go ahead, May Young.
1: You know, but yeah, that's exactly it. Bingo. Maybe I, I have no problem with, with the line. That day. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> he got her pregnant, right? Mark, where he got, got her pregnant. From, baby?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but the line itself, I have no problem with. Maybe because who is who's come from and that history of that person, then maybe that is the problem there. But wh- whatever. He's not, he's not trying to incite any kind of, I'm going to forcefully um, force myself on a woman or anything like that.
0: Do not take my comments and misconstrue them at all. Oh, I will. Go ahead.
1: Yep. You're gonna he's Absolutely. gonna cut that part out. Well, I'm, talking more about I'm talking
0: more to Absolutely. the public. Oh. I'm talking more to the public. Because this this is this can be a sensitive mm-hmm. subject and topic. I understand that. Yep. The line had to be cut out of rampage. Yes. You can't put that there. I also don't have a problem with him saying the line either. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we can't hold one, we can't hold things that's happened to people in their past against them forever. And that line, I could argue, look at those beautiful Whoa. How did it even could, happen? I could, uh, very, very inappropriate. I, could, uh, very I inappropriate. could argue that line. It has nothing to do with the plane ride from here. I could argue that. I could also argue it does. I guess my point is, to the letter of the law, 18 years old is legal in the majority of the world, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think what people's issue was 18. It's say if he would have said 28 to 40.
1: we probably wouldn't be having not. this conversation, yeah. Maybe
0: even be. if he just said 21, 31. I think it's the eighteen line to East Point. He's done that. This is Flair. Flair is going off of muscle memory. Yeah. He is. Flair is going off of I'm I'm Nature Boy, right? I'm styling and profiling. We know what Nature Boy Rick Flair is. I think it. I think it's a bit. I thought the backlash was a bit much. I do. Once again, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I think it was dirty, nasty business for you to expose yourself to anybody that does not want to see you. Mm-hmm. Okay but that happened a long time ago and if Safi did do it again we can't hold somebody to that everybody in the world has done something stupid at some point that they could be cancelled for at this point if it came out everybody in the world that's, that's a fact now the question and maybe we can wait and talk about this later on because I do think the fan backlash was a bit much and I think if we peel back the curtain a lot with maybe the hardcore, the hardest core that are vocal AW fans, I can argue this is starting to become a pattern. If it's something we don't like, we turn on that wrestler. If it's something we don't like, we turn on that character to the point of they can never get over.
1: No no remember I told you I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan remember, right now.
0: No, I'm a huge fan. Remember, she said she is on board now.
1: You remember Roman, 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 Roman? We got punk, 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 punk.
2: She said that about a, uh, LA Knight. i pulling her pants down on him now, too. <laughs> not, that, not for Matt. <laughs> not for Matt.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for Boo Boo. That's the perfect way to end this show. We're going to stop
1: it right there. We pulling my pants we down for LA Knight? <laughs>
0: we, we got a lot for, for Wednesday. I want to bring up this whole Warlow Devil thing from Dynamite. I think you want to talk about that. Uh, we still got to get to Triple H's comments about Jade and where she was in regards to readiness level for WWE. We saw her uh, yesterday, actually, uh, along with a few other WWE. T- Taker was there. Uh, Samantha was there. Uh, Samantha and Jade together in a in a in a shot, rapping and dancing. This content wow. I did not know I needed. Shout out to everybody that enjoyed that content. It was magical and beautiful. They're rapping magical. and dancing.
1: I just saw an yeah. image of the two of them standing next to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Love it. Um, so she's there doing PR, but we haven't seen her in the ring yet. We got to talk about that. Um, and I'm sure there's some other good things we'll talk about, too, going into uh, whatever else we got going into this week. So that that is everything, guys. We are out of here. Once again, thank you guys for listening. You guys know. Shout out to all of you that support us. Listen to the pod twice a week, each and every week on all your favorite platforms. We are everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And then we are on YouTube. And that's freaking wrestling. Full episodes twice a week is there. IG, X, that's F and W. And we're going to get this TikTok thing figured out too. I promise. It's coming. We got to get our clips up on TikTok. So there you go. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys and talk to you guys on a Wednesday. Peace.